Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Minutes with Mute presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. BC, 6-4 and four now. Nice 41-30 to 30 win over Georgia Tech. Really, really exciting. And of course, we have Scott Mutual who joins us. Uh, you know him, Learfield Radio Network, sideline reporter. He was down at the scene for BC's big win. Uh, before we get to Scott, though, let me just remind you, two more games, two home games coming up. Still time. Join the BC Football Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. I believe the tailgates now are inside um, at the Newplex. So it should be exciting and uh, a lot of good times pregame. It's great when, when it's cold out to go inside and kind of get ready for the game. So that's bcfootballgridiron.com, the BC Football Gridiron Club. Okay, with that, we welcome Scott Mutrin. Scott, always fun to talk to you after wins. Oh, it's much better to talk after a win than after some of those tough losses BC's had this year. But uh, what a great performance uh, down there by the Eagles with uh, a lot of guys going down and other guys stepping up. But, uh, you know, Herculean effort by their quarterback, Phil Dracovic, with five touchdowns. He was outstanding. Yeah, you said it. 13 of 20, uh, 310 yards, two TDs, eight of 71 yards rushing, averaging nine yards a carry with three rushing TDs as well. The clear uh, number one QB performance in the college football world last weekend. Um, I guess just as a former QB, you're a perfect person to talk with, Scott. Just give me your thoughts on his performance. Well, I mean, he really put the team on his shoulders. You know, the beginning of that game, BC scores on their first drive and then gives up 21 unanswered. And it looked pretty grim when they're down 21 to 7. And uh, Phil just did a great job of keeping BC in the game and hitting some explosive plays in the passing game. You talked about his 310 yards. It was only on 13 completions. So he's averaging, you know, 20, 20, 25 plus yards um, a completion. And that's a, you know, that's a big mark. That's a lot of chunks of the apple is Pete Cronin likes to say but uh, and then to, uh, to do that on top of the explosive play in the passing game what he did uh, running the football was outstanding uh, and just was able to be elusive in that 6'5", 230 frame and, and get to the end zone three times um, he was just outstanding and, and really made the plays that BC needed and basically had been lacking the, uh, in the entire season while he was out so uh, to get him and to have him performing on that level he just as I say, I like that guy. I like to have him in my corner. And, and to be, you know, when you go into a game and you got Phil Dracovic, you feel you can win anytime because of the way he performs in big games. And that's a great segue to my next question. You know, as a former QB yourself, you know, and I'm trying to tell my friends and, you know, people are asking, like, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, quantify it. So BC obviously undefeated with Phil's QB. Um, Grossell, they had a rough patch, lost four in a row. Uh, but it's basically the same team. So what what does the QB position mean? And are we are we undervaluing how important a QB is? Because this is like two different teams uh, with Phil as the, at the helm at QB. Yeah, I mean, it's the most important position in football. Um, 
because there's just so much on their plate and they can really determine the outcome um, of the game with their performance. And it's not just physically, and I say this a lot, it's more of the, the belief, the belief that you, you instill in, in the other 10 guys in the huddle with you on offense, but also with the entire sideline. The defense knows that they don't have to be perfect. They can go out and play loose, and they can go make plays, and the coaches feel that way too because they don't feel that they're ever out of anything, and they can go in and uh, play to their best, and if they make some mistakes, they, you know, they have a guy back there that's going to be able to, to erase those mistakes and just make plays when they need them the most. And uh, Phil just has that ability. He's great within the structure of the offense, but he's exceptional uh, when he has to freelance, and he does so many things outside of the scope of the offense that just adds a whole different dynamic. He's not a you know a Lamar Jackson type. He's not a Mahomes type. Um, you know he's more like a Ben Roethlisberger. He's elusive. He's, he's he's more athletic than a lot of people think. He's very strong. Um, he can make every single throw on the field. And when the defense has to respect and honor that, that allows everybody else to compete at a you know a higher level. It gives the receivers more space. Gives the running game some more space. It takes the pressure off the offensive line. All those things are such a big factor small little nuances in the game that, you know, the average fan doesn't see or can really appreciate. And then the emotion of it, like he's an an emotional guy and the guys get behind him and you can just see the way in which the, they turn and, and they know that with Phil back there, they can do anything. That's a great point. The trickle down effect with the defense, special teams, and the, the you know off the field emotions. Well, those are you're right things that the average fan might not think about. Uh, all right, Scott. So let's now let's just talk. Put a bow tie on Phil. I get a lot of questions about this as well. What, in your opinion, two more games like this, BC wins out, maybe a good bowl game performance. Do we is, are these the last year for Phil Dracovic as a Boston College Eagle? Um. I don't think so. I have a pretty good feeling that he's going to come back. I think uh, as it stands right now, I don't think he's going to be, he would be drafted high enough to justify him coming out. Um, do things change after two games? Maybe. Uh, but I, I have a tough time thinking that, that it would. Uh, I think Phil knows he needs to do a couple other things to show these NFL guys what, uh, you know, what he can do on the next level. Now, if he gets something that tells him he's a first-round or second-round grade, maybe he'll think about it. I don't think it's at that state right now. Um, and if he comes back next year, he has the ability to put himself um, you know, on the map as one of the best quarterbacks in the country coming out. And that really you know, is a big difference money-wise, but it's also a, you know, a big difference situation-wise where he can go and be successful um, in the NFL. Yeah, you know, as you were talking, you got me thinking. This reminds me a lot of Matt Ryan's 2006 season. We had a really good season, kind of broke out. And then all the hype for 2007, he had a huge year and skyrocketed up to the number three pick overall in the first round. So, you know, there are some parallels there, too, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something to think about. Long way to go, of course. That way or think about that. So uh, that's actually a good point by you. Uh, that Yeah, it's an opportunity to move up. There's a big difference between a first-round draft pick and huge. a yeah. third round. A lot of money. So, uh and, you know, it's something he needs to, to – he knows he needs to polish up on some things and show the NFL teams that he can do. Uh, a little more consistency, I would say, from about 20 yards in. Uh, some of those things and, and accuracy and those and those little smaller plays that, that are the basis of the NFL nowadays on top of the big plays. But those are things that he needs to kind of polish up, and I think he would tell you that too before he goes to that next level. 
Okay, switch it across the ball. How do you grade out the BC's defense versus Georgia Tech? Some good plays, allowed 30 points, though. So a little mixed bag on the defensive side. Yeah, I mean, Kids, their running back, was outstanding. I think he's the best running back in the ACC, and he's a dynamic playmaker. And um, He may not have the numbers of Tucker from Syracuse rushing the football, but he's so dynamic in the passing game, too, and such a huge weapon like Alvin Kamara-like or even Reggie Bush-like, um, he was tough to defend. BC had a, you know, they've already had a ton of injuries on defense. They had a couple more this past weekend. Um, you know, losing uh, Shida Salah and losing DeBerry to, to injuries during the game. They're playing a lot of young guys out there. A lot of, you know, guys had to go out there and fill some gaps. They're really banged up on that side of the ball. But they... They gutted it out, and they, they made a couple plays when they needed to. And uh, they, they bowed their necks, and they gave up some yardage. But, uh, you know, uh, Woodley had a huge interception that in, you know, on the three-yard line that was that stalled the drive for Georgia Tech and was a big change in the game for BC and kind of gave them the opportunity to go down and score, and they put points on the board. And then they, uh, you know, they finished off Georgia Tech. They, you know, the, the, they've been susceptible to giving up some plays in the running game all year long, but they've done well in, in passing defense, and uh, that's something that they've been able to hold their hat on is that if teams know they have to throw it, BC's been pretty good in coverage and uh, been able to defend the pass pretty well this year. Special shout-out to Linton Connor, like 9 for 10 field goals this year, huh? 22 for 22 in PATs on special teams. Sometimes we take that for granted. I don't think we should. In years past, there's been struggles, so shout-out to him. Great job on special teams to wrap it up. Yeah, you're not going to get me to talk much about kickers, but uh, he has been good this year. And, uh, you know, he made that the last field goal uh, to ice the game at the end there was big because that makes it a two-possession game. And Georgia Tech didn't really uh, have a chance at that point in time. They were out of timeouts. They just didn't have enough time to go down the field and get the, the points that they needed to uh, um, that they needed to, to win the ball game. Were you ever close to your, your kickers in the mid-90s at BC? I'm trying to remember in times. Did you, were you? They're a different breed. They're a different breed. They kind of do their own thing. <laughs> yeah, I've never, you know, friendly with them, but I wouldn't say I, they were like my best buds. <laughs> They're some good guys, but they all march there on their own drum. That's what they do. <laughs> remember, would you cross with, uh, you know, we all BC fans know David Gordon because Notre Dame, that kick. Did you ever cross I, I, with him? Paths, cross paths. Uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. We had lockers right close to each other. So he's, Gordo's a good guy. We we're there together for one year. Uh, had some good times with him. He's a great dude. <laughs> nice, nice. My freshman year, where him and Jeff Beckley was the punter. Uh, Buckley was the punter, and uh, or no, Beckley. Sorry, Beckley. Yeah. And uh, those were some good guys, but eccentric characters to say the least. They <laughs> they definitely fit the kicker mold. They were some interesting cats. <laughs> There you go. Um, okay, so now BC six and four bowl eligible. Give us a kind of feel. You were down there on the scene. The locker room looks like there was a little bit of celebration for the bowl win. Um, was it modest or was it you know more work to do or was there like a big celebration in post game? Um, on the field, there wasn't that big. I think in the locker room there was a little more hype for that. I think they're excited, but I think more than anything, they're excited to kind of go on these last two games and, and really kind of put a nice bow on this season. You know, it could have gone a lot of different ways, especially when they were struggling with that four game losing streak, um, their ability to, uh, to rally and kind of get where they're at right now. I think they're excited to get out in the field and practice and get ready for Florida state this weekend at home. 
So I, I think they're they're trending in the right direction. And same thing in the plane ride was a pretty good spirits as well coming back. Logistics pretty good. Everyone good shape. You think? The plane ride was fun on the way back. It's, it's so much better to fly back after a win than a loss. Uh, so it's a lot lot better atmosphere when uh, when the team gets a W and then it is after a, a tough loss on the road. It makes the flight go by a lot quicker. There you go. Well, great segue. Florida State home game Saturday, 31-28. Winners, a tight, tight game. They came back uh, over Miami. Um, so Florida State riding a little high. They've had an up-and-down season, kind of like BC, with wins and lost streaks in the, in the season. Uh, just kind of give, give us this take. We have Justin Travis at QB for the Seminoles. But how, how do you feel going into this one Saturday, the Eagles and Florida State? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at Florida State and they're a team that started started tough. They lost, I think, their first four or five games. A great uh, last-minute drive to win the game versus Miami this past weekend and uh, showed some resolve at home there. So they're, they're, they're starting to get some confidence. Kind of would have rather faced them when they were down a little bit. But, uh, they, you know, they're always going to be a very athletic team uh, that has a lot of playmakers, and, um, you know, at the receiver position, the running back position, quarterback position. So... Um, they uh, they're they're a pretty talented team, and they're coming. They're riding a, a nice wave as well. And uh, it, it's funny you're kind of seeing the same kind of see the same type of offense. PC, you know, has seen the last couple, you know, four or five weeks. So uh, they're going to get everybody prepared for them and change some looks up. And hopefully, it's nice and cold. So the Florida guys don't really like it when they get up here in November. Nice cold November day in, in Massachusetts. So hopefully, uh, that will add to to PC's. Uh, advantage in that game but uh you know they're an explosive team and bc's gonna have to avoid giving up those big explosive plays on defense and and kind of don't give them any kind of positive momentum and don't let them hang around in the game try to get on them early and uh when you get on a team early like that if things are going bad you know they they can tend to roll over and and kind of give in but the longer they hang out the more confidence they get that they want to stay in the game and then they feel they can win and when that happens Usually turns into a dogfight. Should be exciting on Saturday, no doubt about it. It's so important. BC, keep the momentum going and get another W. Okay, last question for me. How was the food scene in Atlanta? What did you end up doing? What's going on down there? Uh, some good eats down in Georgia. Yeah, we went to a great place uh, Friday night, South City Kitchen in uh, Buckhead. Had a great um, you know, southern dinner. A couple of guys got shrimp and grits they were really happy with. They got some fried chicken. Um, there's some risotto pork bellies out there, great biscuits and uh, cornbread. Uh, it was it was a great meal. Uh, we had a good time, uh, and uh, always good to get some new places on the road, especially when you try to get the local flavor. I had some good advice for some uh, some loyal followers that gave us some good advice out there, and uh, appreciate all of their help. Like McCunny, I believe, gave us some, some recommendations. He did a great job, and uh, kudos to him for that. So that was great. Also saw some uh, old teammates that were down there watching the game, a couple guys. So it's always nice to see old teammates and uh, and old friends when uh, you get on the road game for that. And, uh, it was great. It was a, 
and even better uh, is getting a win. And I think that was the best part about it. And how was the stadium eats the game of the day of the game? Uh, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't a packed house. Probably about you know thirty thousand to start the game. By the end, it was pretty barren. There were about ten thousand fans left. So they uh, a lot of guys had kind of went on their way as uh, the game went on, even when the game was tight. So I was kind of surprised uh, that happened. But uh, it's uh, you know it's right in the middle of downtown Atlanta. It's an interesting uh, stadium and layout. It would literally like just be putting a stadium in, you know. Uh, almost like where BU Stadium is, or even if you say put it in the north end, it's literally in the middle of the city. So, uh, it's un- uh, you know, unbelievable views from the press box and everything. It's just a great, uh, great atmosphere and great uh, city there. They get the, the crowd they wanted, but uh, it's it's a pretty cool stadium to go to with some good memories for me at least. Yes, yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, I I kind of I tweeted. I wish. I don't know how you do it, but I wish BC would go to Atlanta more because it's a great, looked like a great BC turnout on down there, and obviously a lot of alums live in Atlanta. Um, but with ACC scheduling the expansion, you you don't visit these sites often enough. Yeah, definitely don't visit it very often. But it was nice to go down there and uh, you know see that stadium. I haven't been there since nineteen ninety eight, so uh, they made some changes and it looks great. And uh, it's, a, it's a good spot. I don't think we'll be there for a while, but uh, it was nice to go to take that trip down memory lane and then go back and watch a dominant offensive performance by Phil Dracovic. But Also, before I let you go, Scott, i got to give a shout-out. You and your son, I heard, Super Bowl champions on Sunday uh, in the 11-year-old football division. So congratulations. Big win in the family. Yeah, it was a great win. We got some good pictures afterwards. Very exciting up-and-down game and that they pulled out and, like, Pretty much the last play to win it. Very excited. Sixth grade team, the Norwell Clippers. Uh, really excited for them to win a Super Bowl. Kids really worked hard, and it was great to see them uh, reap the fruits of their labor. They uh, they competed hard all year and had some adversity. Kind of like BC, it bounced back, and uh, they were able to, to get some momentum at the end of the year and win some big games and bring home a big trophy. There you go. They'll remember it the rest of their lives. That's oh, good, yeah. good stuff. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Scott, thanks again. We'll see you Saturday. A lot of fun. Let's hope, uh, let's get seven wins. Get going now as we head into Wake in two weeks. Sounds good. Sounds good, Mike. All right, awesome. Thanks, Scott. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid cap firms throughout New England and nationally including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.